Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm here with Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hi, Steve. So... Today's topic is on dealing with women's low or no libido, and one of the things that uh, is, is this like urban myth is a female Viagra, and with the overwhelming success, uh, quote unquote, of Viagra for men, um, there seems to be a lot of misconceptions about a women's Viagra or a couple's Viagra, um, but it doesn't even exist. So I want to kind of clear the air a little bit um, and get some get some straight answers from you. Good. Well, I'm glad you're <laughs> asking the question, Steve. Yeah. So to get us get us going here, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Why is there so much interest in a female equivalent to Viagra? Well, there's a couple things that are, that are going on. First of all, um, pharmaceutical companies they are clamoring to come up with something that's equivalent to the the male Viagra simply because of the billions of dollars they made uh, off of Viagra and and you know and so you know they want to appease their shareholders so in in coming up with this um, female equivalent Viagra pharmaceutical companies are uh, pumping millions of dollars into advertising campaigns around this. So, you know, if you look at the commercials that are for Viagra, you see, that, you know, usually um, a middle-aged couple who are getting their jiggy on and they're happy and they're in love and they're having this great sex and all, you know, and, and they're smiling at it, you know, they're having a beautiful, wonderful, and, and, and couples are looking at that and thinking, gosh, you know, if we can, we can have that if we just help fix her libido. So, um, one, there is, you know, it is epidemic that women, uh, you know, are tired, they've got a stressful life, and they don't feel like having sex. Uh, so the pharmaceutical companies, not only are they pumping a lot of money into advertising campaigns, but couples, women are, are facing this, this no libido, they, they don't have any sexual desire, and the thought of being able to take a pill and could jam, all of a sudden they've got this the libido. I mean, it's, you know, it, it just seems too good to be true. So um, that's probably why there's so much interest in this female equivalent to Viagra. Okay. And I know this is something that you find uh, you're not very happy with is um, the, the term of female sexual dysfunction that the pharmaceutical companies are using as an umbrella diagnosis for this low libido. Uh, why do you have such a problem with that? Well, if you take a look at what makes up female, the female sexual dysfunction, it's a multi-layered uh, thing. So you've got uh, the sexual desire, which are the thoughts that go on in her head. So, you know, so sexual dysfunction, she can have um, women have very negative thoughts towards sex. It's her se sexual arousal. So a lot of women uh, who, are or who are experiencing dysfunction uh, have a problem getting aroused. It's psychological. It's physiological. There's, there's so many things that go on when a woman is experiencing uh, a true dysfunction 
that being able to take a pill and magically fixing that dysfunction, it's almost impossible. So uh, the, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are are saying, you know what, if, if you, when you have a low libido, you are experiencing a dysfunction, which is probably not correct always, but usually if you, if a woman's just having a, a, a stressful life or, you know, kids and a career and lots of stuff on her plate, <sighs> chances are she does not have a sexual dysfunction. She simply uh, is experiencing uh, a lack of desire, which is different. And so the, the companies, these pharmaceutical companies are saying you have a sexual dysfunction, which is incorrect. Uh, so that's my problem with that. So I think it, women who are experiencing this really need to figure out if it's truly a dysfunction or if she just got a busy life and, and she, she just needs to work on her desire level. Okay. Uh, you know what, Trina, we're going to take a quick break and actually get into a reader-submitted question at this time. So I'm going to take a little break here, and uh, we'll have you answer one of the questions that our readers have submitted to us. Sure. So here we are with this week's question. It comes from Karen in uh, Canada, so in your neck of the woods there. Uh, yeah, my fellow Canadian. <laughs> and, uh, and Karen says, um, hi, my husband and I are having sex around twice a day. Uh, Good for them. <laughs> Holy cow. Let's give them a little golf clap, Steve. Yeah. Twice a day. Clap it up. Clap it up. Uh, the problem is, though, that he goes through these spurts of uh, having a hard and soft penis. Uh, some days it, he's hard to get up, she says. Um, now, she wants to know, can the penis get tired from too much sex? Or is there another problem? Um, and then she wants to thank us in advance. Um, so what do you think, Trina? Is, is having too much sex a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out well, there like, what's the problem? I don't understand. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the one thing that Karen didn't say in her email is, you know, how old they are. So age can affect uh, a man's ability to have an erect penis. So, if, you know, generally when uh, a, a fellow gets to be about 40, you know, his, you know, he will not experience a rock-hard erection that he did let's say when he was 17 and as he gets older into his 60s and 70s his ability to uh, always have a, a completely erect penis you know m might not occur and also it might not occur on his terms so uh, the refractory period which means when he has uh, ejaculated and his ability to regain that erect penis as he ages uh, the refractory pe period becomes longer and longer so usually by the time a gentleman is in his 60s or 70s uh, it, the refractory period is usually at least a day so he has an TD ejaculates and it takes uh, a day for him to get another erection another thing that Karen would should really consider is a lot of times with a male penis when something's going wrong with his body you know his, his body's breaking down the first thing to go are his extraneous things. So the body to conserve the internal organs, the, you know, the heart and all that, the extraneous things like the penis, being able to engorge the penis with blood, it goes. So I would encourage Karen to talk to her husband, to go to a doctor to get a full checkup. And men have a problem with talking to their, their doctors about 
uh, an inability to get an erection. But you know what? If if this is causing something worse in his body, he needs to talk to his doctor. And sometimes, uh, you know, and, uh, guys are like everybody else. If they're having a stressful day, uh, if they've got a lot of things on their mind, you know, their ability to get a penis, uh, sorry, their ability to get an erection with their penis, yes, I do this for a living, uh, it's not always there. So, you know, we just assume that men are Johnny on the spot. They're good and good to go right away. And you know what? Not not always the case. So this this fellow has a, a stressful job or, you know, is going through a stressful period. His ability to get an erection always might not be there. So those are some things for Karen to think about. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And we will resume with our previous conversation. Okay, we're back. And uh, we were discussing the women's Viagra or the actual non-existence of this product. However, there seems to be a lot of conversation about this non-existent product. Um, Trina, is there anything natural or otherwise on the market to help women with their sagging libido? Uh, does does uh, testosterone help or does it work? Testosterone does work. Uh, and, and uh, you know, for years, doctors have been prescribing women testosterone in different forms. Now, testosterone, men have about 10 times the amount of testosterone that women have naturally. And uh, it does give you an edge to want sex. And so <coughs> the pharmaceutical companies, when they're looking at fixing, and I put fixing in quotation marks, uh, a woman's libido, they're doing it with testosterone derivatives. So uh, Procter and Gamble, Gamble, for example, are trying to to put together this intrinsic patch, and it's about the size of a of an egg. It goes on the woman's stomach, and it leaches testosterone into her body. And and yes, she will feel more driven to have sex. However, um, you know, there's if you take too much testosterone. It can have side effects. So, this, I mean, obviously, this is going to be if you take way too much. You know, you can start developing male characteristics: facial hair, uh, you know, a square jawline. I mean, that. I mean, it's, it's probably not going to happen to the average person. But the thing about women is, every woman's sensitivity to, to testosterone and these sorts of uh, naturally derived uh, libido things is different. So, it's it's a if you are, you know, if you really are experiencing a, a, a low libido and you want to give it a kickstart, testosterone is a good way, but you just have to be very careful about what you're taking. So my, you know, I, I just want to tell, say to women, ask your doctor questions. Don't just take something because it's given to you. Your body, how your body reacts to it will be different than, uh, you know, the, the other, every other woman. And this is why, there isn't anything on the market right now because there haven't been any sufficient research and test studies done on uh, a good enough population to say, yes, in fact, this is working. So just, you know, buyer beware. Be very careful about taking testosterone. Okay. Is the next best thing chocolate? <laughs> well, you know, some women say chocolate's better than sex. Uh, I'd like to say, well, you well, know. Maybe the guys don't want to go down that road. Um, now, why is it so difficult to come up with a drug that helps 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 women? 
Well, as we already discussed, women, every, as you know, Steve, every single woman is different. And so, uh, and, you know, what affects one woman for her libido, her, you know, her lifestyle, you know, her particular situation, her X chromosome, there's all these different facets to why she doesn't feel like having sex. And so to come up with uh, an all-encompassing, this is the reason women don't want to have sex, there's just too many variables. So to come up with one pill to fix all these different things is virtually impossible, okay. I would say. Okay. And uh, so to wrap things up here, um, if there is no if there is no drug, there is no pill on the market. Uh, what can we do to help women get in the mood? Uh, a couple things. I'll just go over these very briefly. First of all. A lot of reasons, a lot of times women don't want to have sex because <laughs> sex isn't on her terms. Like there's nothing really in the sex for her, especially when she's in a longer term relationship. We assume that because uh, she's getting an orgasm that that's good enough. A lot of women want uh, the nurturing intimacy side of sex. And so she has to make sure to bring that part into her relationship. Uh, sexual desire, the thoughts that go on in her head, uh, lack of desire is the number one reason couples in North America stop having sex. And so, you know, if you aren't feeling like you have to have sex, I would encourage you to start paying attention to the thoughts you have around sex. And if they are mostly negative, like, oh, shoot, we have to have sex now, um, of course you don't feel like having sex. Most women as well are never properly aroused before they have intercourse. And so you have to be clear that, you know, a lot of women want to skip foreplay because they're just so tired and it's really shooting herself in the foot. Make sure that you understand, one, what your signs of arousal are. It generally takes about 15 minutes for your vaginal canal to become sufficiently aroused and enjoy the act of intercourse. And if that's not happening for you, uh, you have to, you know, just, you, you have to allow your body to become sufficiently aroused. And I appreciate that you're tired, but you know what? Once you do allow yourself to get aroused, your body's going to uh, release a lot of feel-good endorphins, and it's going to be worth your time and effort. And finally, make sure that you have a nice setup outside of the bedroom between you and your partner. So if you're fi fighting constantly, sex is a, a bad, hot button issue between the two of you, of course you don't want to have sex. Of course you're going to have a low libido. So these are things that women, you know, it's not necessary to take a pill. It's just looking at the relationship and, and putting a bit more priority on sex. And, and when she does, it brings the couple closer, <laughs> makes her libido go from zero to uh, actually having one. So. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Trina. I really appreciate your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. And for everybody else out there, you can get more tips and advice and information from Trina at Best Sex Tips Ever and also at drtrinareed.com. And, of course, you can find all of her columns on hitsmag.com under the Sexpert tab in the Sex Channel. Um, and, oh, and Trina also has a book coming out. Um, it's been postponed, though, right, Trina? Yeah, it's, it's coming out in, in January. In January, and it's called Till Sex Do Us Part? Yeah. And so uh, keep an eye out for that. And uh, do you know, can they, can people pre-order it yet? We're going to be, they're going to be able to pre-order it uh, in October. So, And it's a great book, everyone. <laughs> Lots of good information. 
So there you go. And uh, until next time, everybody, thanks again, Trina. Thank you, Steve. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.